Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What is up? Welcome to the podcast. Coldest day of the year right now. I figured we'd launch it now. Uh, we did this podcast with Tethered at ATA. We still have some more episodes coming from ATA, um, some longer ones, some um, some pretty good ones. I wanted to, We're going to gap them out a little bit, but we'll be all back in the studio here in the next week or so cranking them out before all the trade shows uh if you're going to be des moines iowa show first weekend of march and then two weekends after that mid march we're going to be we're going to be in columbus ohio and then finishing march out in madison wisconsin so if you're going to be at any of those shows come see us we will have all our recording gear in our booth and uh, who knows maybe we can do an episode i wanted to just do a pre-warning there is some heavy breathing on this episode we all had headset mics and i was trying to hold conversation and mix I don't know, seven, six people, whatever we had on it. So just a little pre-warning there. I don't feel like getting emails about it. A um, little info quick, uh, a little update. We talked about before ATA about doing like our field team or whatever you want to call it. I think we are going with Team Hang and Bang, and we're going to be putting something out soon where you can enter your information and we can sift through it. Um, we got way more responses than we ever thought. Um, so we can't pick everyone. We're going to see how this goes. We're going to pick a handful, maybe 10 at first, and try it out and see if it's something we, we, we want to continue to do. Um, our thought is to create like a close family of people that we can either have on the show often or to give us updates about what's going on in the area when we, when we get the time to do that. I don't know. we got some ideas, but Austin Chandler and Ross Bigger are going to be the, the team captains on that and helping us sort through guys. So if you don't get picked for that and you're interested, there's no hard feelings. It's just we had too many people and that's just the way it goes. We can't make everybody happy, but we're, we're sure as hell going to try. So, all right, let's get to this episode. It's brought to you by presented by, if you will, Sync Crusher also brought to you by elite archery, HHA sports, Hunter's blend, coffee, big time ethics, archery. Um, we got a list, but we're, uh, building new partnerships and new friendships. So 2019 is going to be an exciting year. So hope you enjoy I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. 
This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 Working Class Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are at ATA in Louisville, Kentucky, and we are here with the Tethered Boys. Uh, this is Kurt speaking. Got Eric here. Austin. This is Taylor. Ernie. And Greg from Tethered. Nice. Welcome, man. Thanks been, for having us. We've, we've been yeah. trying to sit down <laughs> with you guys for a hot minute, so this is cool. Yeah, right. it seems like we can never line anything up, but uh, when we've been busy. You guys have been busy at the show. Yeah, super so. busy. It's been nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah, yeah. So... Man, what's up, dude? People are talking about saddles all over the place, huh? Yeah, I guess it feels so. That way. I mean, does it feel that way to you? It does. It does. So we came here to ATA just to kind of just be, you know, observers. We've I've right, never been. Sure. Ernie's never been. And uh, we came here just to kind of see what it was all about. And we didn't really get that chance because every time we walked around, somebody was grabbing us and saying, hey, show us a, show us a saddle. And the, just the other day, we were over at one of the bow booths trying to shoot some bows. Mm-hmm. And somebody grabbed Ernie and we're like, hey, you're the dude from Tethered, right? And he's like, yeah. And so they said, show us this stuff. And so yeah. he ended up putting on this demo clinic right there for like 20, 30 people. And it just, nice. that's awesome. it's just been nonstop. Awesome. Get a crowd. They're holding the rope, letting them hang off the rope. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> we've done demos in bars we it's just everywhere we turn around we go out to dinner somebody is you coming carry up the, s- the setup with you at all we the wear it at all times <laughs> at all times that's all ernie wears looks like just a big man diaper wearing it around <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. weird to wake up in the hotel room and see that saddle first thing when he's just laying in the bed but hey you know it's, it's all he's got on sleeping so in it. Keep your own. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a little weird but man you're you're dedicated that's all that counts yeah. right <laughs> the kind of people you want with your brand i guess that's right yeah yeah, so, it's, so, it's been a lot of fun, and a, a lot of people just come out of the woodwork to come up and say hi and ask questions, and, and it, we're about education. You know? right. Anything you got a question on, come to us. We'll help you out on it, and it's been so much fun. So let's start awesome. here then. So there's a lot of people, a lot of our listeners are you know, dedicated bow hunters. They know about saddles now. They know the it's an effective tool to kill deer. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be mobile, but kind of give the breakdown. There's some people that don't know what it is, and there's some people that think it's honestly think it's a joke still for the most part they think it's funny looking and that's what's holding them back from taking it seriously would you would you agree with that sure yeah it's anytime that there's there's a different product that forces you to get completely out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. it doesn't even just happen with hunting products it's just yeah, yeah. anything in the world you know tesla comes out with an electric car and it's a great product but people go wait a minute Come on, that's no way. That's yeah, BS for sure. kind of thing. Yep. And it's the same thing with us. It's like mm. it's different. It's outside of people's comfort zone. 90% of people, well, more than that, you know, this huge majority of folks have never even heard of it, much less yep. seen it, much less tried it. I mean, that's <laughs> right. a tiny little percentage of hunters. So, yep. yeah, it totally makes sense that, that they think that it's 
um, maybe gimmicky or fatty or it couldn't right. really work. But so let, let's explain what it is and then how it works, and then let's just we can dive in there. We got Austin Chandler in here who's, who's dived into your product head first and killed a really good buck. So I think we'll we'll just segue right into that too. Cool. Sure, sure. So I mean, the <laughs> saddle hunting in its purest form is kind of a cross, and it kind of grew out of the arborist committee or community and a little bit of your mountain climbing. The mm. idea is you don't need to have a, a metal stand to, to hunt. Right. If you can take in something that's made out of some webbing and some straps and whatever and hang from a tree, and the tree trimmers, they've been doing it for years, right? Oh, for and, sure. Uh, yep. Mountain climbing guys, they risk their life on something made out of one-inch webbing and tied in. They're doing it every day. Mm-hmm. So why can't we adopt that into the deer hunting world? And it ends up giving you so much more mobility, so many more options. You're able to, instead of looking for a tree that's going to work for your climber or whatever else, you're like, that's the tree I need to be in, so you do it. It yeah. gives you a lot more options that way. And if you're having to walk or get in along different ways, you're not carrying that bulk, so it's not a hindrance to get to wherever it is you need to for be. Sure. It right, gives yeah. you the flexibility and the freedom to you know what, I'll walk another mile because I don't have anything on my back. Yeah, you're not already exhausted by the time you get there. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I think that's why people are, obviously, that's why they're so attracted to it. I think what throws them off is just like, one. the number one thing I hear is that looks uncomfortable. And it's not uncomfortable. I mean, what do you guys, how do you explain, like, what's the best way to sit in it? Because there's, first, Greg, your YouTube channel goes through a lot of this and explains it. And the Tethered YouTube channel has some great quality videos. And you guys are great at at explaining what it is, but what do you, like, the guy that's like, it looks uncomfortable, how would you break that down to him or explain how you sit for five, six hours in it? Well, uh, well, first of all, it's normal because when you see it, I like to always tell people that if a caveman walked up to a tree and he saw a tree stand in the tree, he would go, okay, like, I get it. Like, I could climb yeah. that thing and sit on that weird little thing and I could, you know, ambush game from that that thing mm-hmm. but if he saw a saddle you know on the ground he'd be like what in the world you know where do you even start it, you don't you wouldn't get it yeah so right. so first of all it's like, like it's completely normal right people think it's uncomfortable and they don't understand it because it's so new it's so different it's so outside the box yeah so it, it makes sense but you can absolutely get comfortable with just a minimal amount of of trial and error in your backyard i always tell people that you know spend the first 15 minutes in your backyard shooting your bow when you get this thing Mm -hmm. and you're going to get 90 percent of the learning curve right there in that first 15 minutes now taylor he shoot he hunts more than anyone maybe in the country the guy has like 200 sits a year and he's killing like 30 40 50 60 100 deer a year depending on the year and that's all he uses so he could probably talk about the comfort more than anyone Mm -hmm. well what's nice about the saddle is the the system never changes right whether it's a run and gun setup or you're hunting a spot that you have a preset tree it's the same process Mm -hmm. and so whether you're climbing up or just hanging and, and hunting once you've figured out like where you like your rope and how you like to tie in and and you've distributed that load throughout mm-hmm. you know your butt and your feet right uh, it it's uh, it's more comfortable than my recliner in my man cave right I, yeah. I, I get a lot of people that ask me all the time they're like how is that thing comfortable and well dude I don't, it's not like just sitting in a chair right yeah. you're sitting there or you stand up i mean you only have a couple different options mm-hmm. uh in the in the saddle you know you can recline back you can be kind of more upright you can yeah. you can change it as the day goes on and yeah i mean i you can put your knees in the tree i mean you can lean the sit the whole 
the possibilities are endless. To, when to I know what I liked about it, and I haven't hunted out of them um, yet, but I played with them in the yard and, and messed around with it. I, I got, to, I was lucky to tag out before I could hunt out of it. There you so, go. And everyone hates me because I'm like, oh yeah, how many times is Kurt going to mention he tagged out? So <laughs> let me have my moment, damn it. <laughs> right. But um, I, messing around with it, I like it that you feel supported the whole time. Mm-hmm. Whereas in like a tree stand, which I love my hang on tree stands, I'm I love them. But sometimes though, you get that whoa feel like mm-hmm. oh but i don't get that with the saddle because you just you feel that constant i'm attached to the tree because a, a harness you're going to fall a little bit before it catches you and that's horrifying I, with the saddle i just feel that support the entire time that you're that you're wearing it yeah if you slipped or something in a saddle uh you would just swing into the tree i tried to fall out of it you can't i, I couldn't do it and you you it looks like oh you probably could slip out if you flipped upside down I was upside down. You can't. You can't. You can't fall out of mm-hmm. it. It's a, it's you would really have impressive. to try. I don't even know if you could do it if you I, were I trying. Don't, I, don't I mean, think you'd have to cut yourself out of the tree. Yeah. If you were up, if you flipped upside down to wiggle out of it, just it's not happening. Well, you tried that in a video, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. And I tell people video? to do it. So, to me, you you have to trust your gear, and the time mm. to trust your gear is not twenty feet up when you know <laughs> right. Pope and Young is standing there. The time is to do it in your backyard when you're shooting your bow. So I tell people. Yeah. Go set up six inches above the ground and then flip upside down and right. try to fall out of it. And what you'll find right. out is that you can't. And then people build that confidence and they and they feel safe and secure and they know that once they're up 25 feet, yeah, it's going to hold them. How much sure. does the whole system weigh? Well, it really depends on your setup. But we could just go with like a real basic system. If you went with everything that you know that Excluding I would recommend, the platform. Oh okay. yeah, go do, do the whole the recommended. Yeah. So, so the so the saddle <laughs> itself is like a pound. Like 16 ounces. Then right. you got to throw, for safety, you got to throw some carabiners, a couple of ropes in there. We use a tether and a lineman belt. So you got two ropes, some climbing rated carabiners, you know, that are strong enough for Mount Everest. This is not, this is not Bush League JV stuff. This is right. high end mountain climbing equipment. Mm-hmm. So you got another couple of pounds there. And then you've got to do something with your feet, which can be anywhere from, you know, as minimalist or as heavy as you want. If you went with our system, that's another three and a half pounds. So you're talking. Five, six pounds? Yeah, for the five, whole... six pounds to walk in and out. And basically it would all store in a 12-inch by 12-inch box. I mean, you're not taking up any pack space. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Yeah. You know, you get some of these these newer hang-on stands are pushing seven pounds. That's great. But when it's the size of a sheet of plywood on your back, it's a bigger story to carry through the woods. Yep. Yeah, well, sure. and, and to your point there, I mean, it, with a stand, it still has to go on your back. With a saddle, you're wearing it in. You, and, and you, I mean... The saddle's only what fifteen ounces, yeah. But still, you don't know it's there, right? Until you climb up and clip in, and then you're just well. It's got to be just like wearing your harness in, exactly the same. You don't even know it's there, right? Yeah, I like it because my harness is like clunky, kind of like I got the the carabiner on like the well the strap Mm -hmm. that that attaches to the tree, and I always got to tuck that in, and I got my buckles that are banging off Mm -hmm. things, which. It's fine, I guess, to a point, but I get super annoyed with it. I would like it to be completely silent, and it sucks that I know it's there every time I wear it on the walk in. And I'm not in the dark. I don't want to pack it in my backpack and then take it out and no. try and put it on at the base of the tree. That sucks. No, um, I wouldn't do that. So it just it seems like a really good solution. I was really skeptical at first. Um, not 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 that I thought it was a bad uh, way of hunting. Um, I I was more concerned on the. I knew it would be effective. It has to be effective. There's there's really no argument against that. It, that it can't be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried about the shooting form with your anchor points and the way it looks when you're leaned off the tree. That was my big concern. Mm-hmm. Um, but messing with it a little in the tree, I can see it, you have to practice out of it. Yeah. But it's not as bad. It doesn't feel as awkward and as bad as I thought it would be like when you're at full draw with your bow. I actually find 
generically my form is better in a saddle. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody who's ever taught somebody how to shoot a bow is bend at your hips, do whatever. Well, that saddle anchors your hips, so any movement you need to do with your bow has to come from the hips up. It, it, it holds your form. Yeah, in a so way. you're naturally in a position to take <clears> a shot because you're, you're anchored at the hips through your saddle and you can rotate or bend to accommodate. It just keeps a better form for that shot. I shoot better with it. Well, it, it yep. also allows you to focus on the animal the entire time. Because if right. you're in the stand and you know deer's coming in and you're kind of in the back of your mind, you're like, "Hey, I'm not trying to walk off the plank here." Either. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And and in a saddle, like I know I'm hanging around there and I can spin around the tree, or if I'm not going to take that animal, I can keep the tree between me and the deer and mm-hmm. kind of walk around and and keep that yeah. animal, you know, keep you hidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think it it looks more natural in the woods. The the angle that you're coming off the tree at. You know, it's almost like leaning. a big branch or yeah. something. I'm just I'm I'm a big broken off branch instead of a 240 pound squirrel that's like blobbed up sitting <laughs> on the other, right, you know? right right um, yeah. Well, you know I was skeptical about it, but like looked into it, um, started talking to you a little bit, and I it definitely is. It's I think this year is going to be the year for saddle hunting. It's gonna I really feel it's going to explode. People are going to realize how convenient it is, how safe it is, mm-hmm. how comfortable it is. Um, how light it is that's super appealing right off the bat there but mm-hmm. uh, one thing that got me thinking even more about it is someone that i respect is one of the best deer hunters i know and austin won't say it but austin chandler is sitting on this he dove right into it and it's all over big deer and it's no big thing for you to climb up a tree get up there and i mean you're double dropping you were all in his wheelhouse with that yeah, saddle i uh i was kind of skeptical of it at first you know i was interested in it but i didn't i wasn't going to take that plunge and then i've got a couple friends that have been saddle hunting for years and I really respect them as big deer hunters, and they said, "Man, get you got to try one. Get one. It's going to change the way you hunt these animals." And uh, yeah, I've, I'm not turning back. I love it. And you're just using, using screw-in steps with yours, right? I like being as light as possible, so I've literally got a fanny pack about that big, and I throw ten or twelve pegs in it, and a like a bow hanger, and my saw, mm-hmm. and my my uh, tether, and my lineman's belt, and that's I go to the timber, wear it in, and I don't. It's no weight. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Super light. That's why I was telling Greg, I was like, hey, this guy, one of my buddies is chasing a buck that's a fucking giant. A monster. A giant. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if he, I was like, it could be the biggest buck killed out of a saddle this year if he if he makes it happen. I had him at 70 hanging out of that saddle. I hung all day on him and had him at 70 at one point. So I got close a couple times out of that saddle. But, but I, I think the, <laughs> the real question is, so you tried it. You jumped right in. No prior experience. Nope. Nobody helped you. I watched a five-minute YouTube video, and I went to the timber. I didn't even get up in a tree in my yard. I just took it to the timber. Okay. <laughs> and, and so did it? was it really uncomfortable? No. It was easy. I watched that video, so I knew kind of what to do, clipped in. The kind of one of the first things that I learned was where to place the tether to, you know, to feel right. And that after five minutes of doing it, it's kind of it was easy to get on to. But. Yeah, people get really scared because it's different, and they're like, "Oh, I got a tether and a bridge and a rope man and a right. saddle and a and a microfittage, and there's all these new things, and you yeah. know, it's kind of like overload." Mm-hmm. But really, in its most basic form, it's a rope attached to a harness. Yeah, that's a, it, it, and yeah. once you figure that out, and you're not uncomfortable or or scared to try new things, it's really easy, and you can get that comfort dialed in to where. I mean, I'm not going to say it's as comfortable as, like, a big summit climber sitting up in the tree or something like a big lazy boy, but I would put it head-to-head against any lock-on stand in the country and say it's at least as comfortable, if not more, 
than yep. any, especially the little small light ones. Oh, yeah. It's no question. It's I spent, more I spent 11 hours in it in one day this year. Really? Yep. Well, I, I spent thousands of hours a year in a saddle. Yeah. I, I mean, I I would disagree with Greg, actually. I mean, I think it's way more comfortable than anything I've sat in in a tree. It's I mean, kind of like a hammock in a way. Yeah. It is. You yeah. Know? It's, it's, and, and you're constantly able to, to adjust. And the other thing that's mm-hmm. great about a saddle as opposed to a tree stand is, like, let's say you go out and you buy a lone wolf stand. You buy whatever, insert name brand here, right? Yeah. Well, that's the system you have. You have sticks. You have that stand. There's nothing different about that. Mm-hmm. Look at the the four guys sitting here that are saddle hunters. Every single one of us has a different system, mm-hmm. right? And and it's you're able to customize it to your needs. He right. wants it to be super light and run screw in steps in a fanny pack. I walk forty yards from my truck to a to a stand in an urban location. I can just climb up and clip in, mm-hmm. you know, or I can run and gun. And I you have different. Tools. Hang and bang here. It, well, yeah, it's hang like and bang. Hang yeah. and bang. <laughs> but it, it's it's like a Swiss Army knife, right? <clears throat> and at the end, you know, you have these different tools to or you know to utilize while you're climbing. But mm-hmm. it's customizable and it's really pretty. Well, cool. Let's talk about that a little bit. So you guys have the platform, mm-hmm. which is awesome and light as shit, man. That thing is mm-hmm. crazy. It it could buckle in your backpack and you don't even know it's back there. That's the one thing I like. It's it's like the the size of a hang on seat. And that's just, actually where we started. For the longest time, your <clears throat> DIY platforms were made out of a seat from an old stand. You'd have yeah. to buy some used. Stand I was on off some forums list. looking them up. I see guys would take like cheaper, like Menards or wherever Walmart stands, and cutting them. So it's just the seat and part of like the support from the seat to the platform, yep. and doing all sorts of shit like that. But like, what do you guys use? I just want to talk about like, the custom setup and options, so people can kind of think outside the box a little bit. Because you guys offer your platform, which is amazing. And it looks badass. That helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the sticks, like pe- that's why everyone says, like, "Well, how do you get up the tree?" Mm-hmm. So what? What's some? I, I'm sure you guys all use something a little different. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, for me, <clears throat> if I have the option, if I'm in a place that allows it, I'm using spurs. I have really. All, I have almost 20 years of experience as a tree trimmer for the utility lines. I grew up with spurs in a saddle. For my 40 hour a week job I did it every day so that's what's comfortable for me mm-hmm. and I'm very comfortable with them so when I'm going in I've got my spurs attached to my backpack I got my saddle in there and I can literally go to any tree and walk around the branches do whatever I don't have to carry sticks I don't do whatever that's kind of my preferred method and you just have your lineman's yeah, belt my lineman's on the whole time I, go, as you climb. I actually use two lineman's Simply so that when I get up to a branch I can put one above the branch and then disconnect the one that's, that's under the idea. branch oh, that's yeah. a good idea so that way, I mean, for me, that way I'm always attached. If I get to a branch, I can go around, unclip the bottom one, and go. You can use your tether for the same thing. So if you wanted to use your tether as the second lineman as you're going up, mm-hmm. that gives you the flexibility. But for me, I just – I got really short legs, right? Mm-hmm. So for me to carry <clears throat> sticks, it's so much work because I can't lift my knees that high. So I can't use the long sticks. I can put aiders on them, but – for me, it's just so much more flexible to put on my spurs and just walk up because yeah. then I can do it anywhere, anytime. I get that. Yeah, that's a cool setup. Um, I, I've never used spurs. I think it'd be scary. It is. Is it? I, I learned how to do it, and the first four or five times that I learned, I, I wanted to throw those things in the freaking river, man. I hated them. I almost sold them. It was terrible. But I saw the, the advantages, like Ernie was talking about, how, I mean, mine are carbon fiber and they weigh three pounds. And I can be at 30 feet in any tree that I can, you know, fit my rope around yeah. in two and a half minutes. So it's a super mobile system, but there's a big learning curve with them. For me, maybe it wasn't for Ernie. For me, oh, man, it took me like 
a few weeks of going up and down at three, four, five feet. I was yeah, too afraid to go. I, I think it'd make me nervous. Maybe with the linesman uh, rope, I feel like I'd a little bit, yeah. obviously a little better, but I don't know. Have you ever used them? No, never. <laughs> Terrifying, dude. I, well, I, Taylor's what, 260 <clears throat> pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal, right? Yeah. So you're yeah. right. chocolate, baby. Yeah. yeah. Right. Say white chocolate, baby. <laughs> That's I'm, awesome. uh, I'm probably 260 after what I've eaten and consumed this weekend. Yeah. yeah. ATA will do that to you. Yeah. What, what do you use? So I use spurs when, when legal on, on land that, that they're allowed, but then I use a wild edge step. Which mm-hmm. is uh, very familiar. We had them on the show. Yeah, so yeah. awesome product. I yeah. love it. I use them with the five uh, five st- uh, five step climbing aider, which again from the mountain climbing industry and yeah. climbing etria that they use on Everest. It's super safe and mm-hmm. uh, strong. It's ultra light. I carry it up with me. So I use uh, three of Drew's steps, mm-hmm. and for me, I'm I'm a little guy. So too. you just you're using three of them. So you're going up, pulling. You're taking one with you, and then yep. no yeah. Shit. So I put the first one on it at. at at the ground level as high as I can reach. So above my head, which is about six foot, yeah, six to six and a half foot. And then I clip my five-step climbing aider right there, climb the aider, and then when I get on top of the, the step ladder, mm-hmm. I reach down and unclip that aider, yeah. tie the next one on above my head. So now I'm at like 12 and a half, 13 foot at the next oh, one. Shit, you know, if you're dude. doing the math here yeah, with this. Yeah. So then I clip the aider on the next one, and I just repeat until I get as high as I need. Generally with about three of them, I'm at about anywhere from 18 to 22-ish feet. So that's generally wow, enough yep. for, for me. Right. But then I carry a fourth because that only costs me an extra pound. So my whole, cl- my whole public land legal climbing method with four wild edge steps and that aider is about five pounds, give wow, or take. But the coolest part for me, even sometimes more than the weight savings, is the bulk. So you've mm-hmm. seen those things, man. So four wild edge steps is like... It's like not much bigger than a football. Yeah. You, know, right. you could put a football in a tiny little day pack or a fanny pack or something like that. So it, there's no bulk. You know, I'm not walking mm-hmm. through the woods with that, like he said, a plank of a tree stand on my back right. or something yeah. like that. Or those big climbing sticks, a 32-inch lone wolf stick. It bangs on stuff. It gets caught on brush. And, you know, I hunt in the Georgia swamps, and I'm going through water, and now the bottom of the stick is going. It's just yeah, I don't like it. So. The, the wild edge step ladder saves me all that bulk, and I love eliminating bulk wherever possible. Yeah, the wild edge setup is, uh, it's, I don't know, if, did he, he pretty much designed it for saddle hunters. It seems that way. I know we talked to him, but it's been a while since. Yeah, since. that's actually a product that's been around for a while. The step ladder, um, it's spelled S-T-E-P-P because mm-hmm. it was invented by a fellow named Jim Step, and he had two P's in his last name, so he right. called it the step. The dude was born to invent a climbing yeah. step, right? Yeah. So, but he actually invented it back in the 80s or 90s, and then he was actually kind of a hunting mentor of Drew's. Uh, and Drew, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. It's yeah. all coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he ended up linking up with them after he, you know, Drew went and joined the army and yeah, did his yeah. veteran thing, and he came out and he ended up buying the business from Mister Step, mm-hmm. and they've just continued. And Drew's really found his niche with the saddle hunting. Community. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes makes sense. Yeah. you know. Wasn't yeah. there something with Jim too? He has like like a bum leg. He had. So, well, he only has one leg. So he. Uh, Needed to be able to put both feet on the, on each of his step, which is kind of where the ba- you know he made it for himself. Yeah, right. is what it boiled down to. Well, um, Jim was a Vietnam vet. He he lost a leg in Vietnam, and so geez, when he man. came back to climb, the only way he could do it, like Ernie said, is he could tie the step on, but then he could only go up with one leg because he only had one. So he mm-hmm. put his prosthetic on the second, you know, as once he got up there, and that gave him a solid base to tie on. Oh man, yeah, that's crazy. That's I didn't know that. I, maybe. We talked about that, but it's been a while since we recorded with them. It has been a while, yeah. 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 We lose track. We're, we're hustling out so Yeah, you guys are talking so much. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But 
No, man, that, yeah, that's cool. The, the customization of the, the full setup is what I think is really appealing to a lot of guys. And a lot of the DIY guys really yeah. latched onto this. And that's kind of why I, like, kind of made fun of the ropes and caribbeaners thing, you know? I was kind of like, oh, man, I probably made everybody mad when I said that. But you get what I mean, though. From yeah. the outside, it looks like it, just nerds wanting to play with ropes and knots yep. and carabiners. Absolutely. <laughs> it does. Absolutely. We get it. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. And it is kind of nerdy. I'll be honest with you. We have more fun. With it's all nerdy, the customization but it's, it's and all smart, the stuff to it, it's, is, we have a lot of fun with it. And the beauty is, like Taylor said, everybody does it differently. So when you get five or six saddle hunters in a room, nobody does it the same. You're, it's a big idea exchange. Everybody's learning. Oh, that's really cool. I'm going to try that next time. And yeah, so sure. there's all this uh, morphing going on, an evolution of saddle hunting in general, yeah. where the DIY community is always coming up with ideas that can kind of make it a little better or change yeah. this or change that. The Ropeman's a prime example of it. I, I mean, love that thing, man. I bought one. Um, a while back just for my lineman's rope for when I hang regular hang-on stands. Because mm. I used to hang that with, with nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, man, my luck is going to run out. Yep. And I don't hang – I hunt – I like the 20 to 25 range. Mm-hmm. And some of them are a little higher, a little lower. just depends on where you got to be. Yeah. And I just – one of these days it's going to fucking catch up to me and I'm going to hit the dirt and I just decided to get smart. <laughs> We've all it, done it. It only I mean, makes sense. Yeah. How – I mean – there isn't a person in this room who hasn't stood on the top of a stick with its one hand around the tree trying to hold on it was trying to hang something under the tree. Yeah, doing it's pulling so knots with your teeth and shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you got something in your mouth. You got this, that, and, you know, put a rope in, uh, uh, a lineman's trap around the tree. Now you're tied in at the hips. You got both hands to work. It's yeah. just a way better system. But, I mean, we're all guilty. We've done it. And yeah, that's another sure. big benefit of hunting from a saddle. And I don't even care if you're talking about the tethered sat. doesn't matter. Just a saddle hunting setup in general mm. is how many times do guys leave out before dark? They're headed to their spot. They get halfway down the trail. Ah, I forgot my safety harness. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going back to the truck. It's half a mile back. I'll right. be all right. I'll make it, you know, yeah. or the guys that even, even in, you know, with so much information and people saying, be safe, be safe, wear your harness, wear your harness. There's still a bunch of dudes that don't do it. All right. Let me call it this way. We had a guy, we were talking about, I don't remember what the post was, saddles or harnesses or something. I think I put something like what kind of harness, harnesses are people using? Mm. Just see what people throw in comments. I'm using this. And some guy, he was serious, too. Sorry if you're listening, man, but it was a dumb comment. Um, <laughs> he put in there, he put in there, uh, and I don't know it word for word, I've been hunting out of trees since whatever. I can, pra- I can sleep in mine without a harness, and I'm fine. I'm so comfortable in it. So I'm like, you're telling me that you're in that year-round? And just, you, you're going to say that's safe because you're used to it? No, no man. No. You get well, an icy. To your point, dude, eventually your luck runs out. Yeah, it's going to run or, out. Or, it's something that could be completely out of your control. A yeah. squirrel chews through the strap, or yep, you know. a weld breaks. I mean, yeah. there's just well, too many things. Which, on the wasn't platform. it one of the yeah. Drury's last this past season? Yeah, that was climbing and he grabbed a step that had been in the tree for years. Yeah, and his camera thing. guy climbed. If I understand correctly, he um, it was Terry Drury, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he his cameraman climbed up first and was already in, and he was climbing, stepped on the same step. I guess the tree had split where the screw in step was over time and it was i think it was in the dark and it pull, yep. it pulled out on it was him. in the dark for sure yeah my dad had one of those snap off on him where it was threaded into the tree i've had him snap i've had him pull onto the tree i've slipped on him uh and then when you talk about the stand you can have welds break or bolts break or Cable straps go. break this thing I mean, getting up to the saddle is one thing, but at least you don't have to worry about a strap breaking or anything with the stand failing in this yeah. system. That's yeah, and kind of where I was it. going with it was that, 
you know, you you can still make a bad choice in a tree stand. You can yeah. choose to walk away from your truck and forget it. You can choose to hunt without it. You can't do that with a saddle. If right. you're, you're going to hunt in a, if you're going to be a saddle hunter, you're going to be safe because you're doing it with a safety harness. Yeah, if you go to That's try right. to hunt without your saddle, uh, good luck. Don't work. really think you're hunting. Or, yeah. your, or your rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah, like, oh man, I can't get up. You can thing. still do it. You're just hunting on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No you know, I'll tell you those screwing steps. They scare me. I. I, if I have a choice, I stay away from them because I, I just envision myself coming down and gut hooking myself on those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Man, I was just going to say that actually too. It's whereas my spurs, they never are sticking out of the tree for me to hang on on the way down. It's just yeah. how long does it take you to get up a tree, say twenty foot, with your spurs? If I'm taking my time, it's not long at all. You know, I I, I try and be super quiet and super conscious about every move I make. So I get to the tree and I'm I'm putting on my spurs. I'm making sure there's no buckles climbing or whatever, but. For me to, to realistically get up and get set up, I'm looking at 20 minutes. But that's because I'm super anal about every step. And that's that's up, my backpack set, my gear in, my bows hanging. Everything is perfect, and I'm ready to, to sit and hunt. It's mm-hmm. 20 minutes. But if I just got to scream up the tree real quick, I mean, it's seconds. Yeah. It's literally seconds. Um, I can be up 20 feet on a tree where I don't have to monkey around with a bunch of branches. 20, 30 seconds. Wow. That's insane. But that's that's if I don't want to be quiet, right? If I just right, want right. to go. Um, right. If I'm taking my time and I'm, I'm being real conscious about moving my lineman without scraping any bark, and, and then I'm pulling all my stuff up quiet and I'm just trying to be really conscious about every little noise, it's a 20-minute process. Right, and right. I just factor that into my my whatever it is, right? I know it's going to take me 20 minutes to walk there, another 20 minutes to set up. I just backdate my, my clock. The alarm clock goes off to make sure I have time to do it. Right, yeah. That's cool. Well, Austin... After chasing the big boy and got him, you ended up closing the deal on that other buck, which is the the picture you guys shared on your page and yeah. all that. Which yeah, is a, that was a, a monster. solid buck. Man. I yeah. think it might be the biggest saddle buck this year. Awesome, Ooh, that's awesome. That says a lot right there, yeah. man. That's he was big. like a one forty six, one forty seven, eight point. Just a real nice, solid five year old deer. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of a bigger one that I've seen, at least you know that I know about. I don't man. know if there is one. Uh, uh, that my buddy Eric killed two five minutes apart. One was uh, one thirty-two. The other one went one forty-eight. So there, so there you go. So you got you got competition. Right? Well, <laughs> all that, that, Real cool. One still, inch, still green numbers. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'd had a couple too. beers at math. Hey, I'm the Pope and Young yeah, measurer here. I can we lock might, down. Yeah, we yeah. might have to score them up. See, who, do a, see who comes do out. Do a trophy or a belt, the tethered buck of the year. <laughs> That'd <laughs> yeah. be pretty cool. We should do that. You know, we definitely it, should it do that. Grow the community because it's kind of a it's kind of a niche right now, really. So if you could. That'll draw interest in. And I've had like 10 of my hardcore hunting buddies, as soon as they've seen that saddle buck, they're like sending me private messages, just quizzing me like, man, what's up with this thing? Yeah. Like, I, we need to sit down and have a beer and talk about this thing. So yeah. I think by next year, you're going to get enough of these guys out in the timber. You're going to you're gonna have a lot of growth next yeah. year. A lot of well, guys and that's why I, I would really, I need to try the system because I, mm-hmm. I don't have You one. had no interest in it. I had no interest. Kurt's like, we're getting them. Do you have any interest? I'm like, I really don't, man. I'm like, give it to someone that's going to use it. And he's like, okay, that's cool. And I was sitting there late season, and I was muzzleloader hunting, you know, and I'm, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to pack a stand in. I'm just going to go sit on the ground. Done it forever, you know, and I'm sitting there behind a tree, and here comes six bucks, literally six yards behind me, and I can't move, can't do anything. I'm like, I could really use a saddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because when I walk in and sit on the ground, I'm looking for trees, for tree stands and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that'd be a nice tree. That'd be a nice one right there. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, Yep, looking at the tree, it'd be nice if I was sitting up in that one right now. 
So well, don't think of it as, as, as an either-or. Don't think of it as, you know, if you choose to be a saddle hunter, you can't be a tree stand hunter. Oh, for I sure. Mean, yeah, I mean, a golfer carries more than one club, right? It does kind of seem like people the, expect the you to ones. be one or the other. Not not like you guys, but people in the industry, or not in the industry, the hunting community. It's kind of like, well, you're a saddle hunter or you're a tree stand hunter. It's like, well, you yeah. can use yeah, both. I'm use oh, it's Ford versus Chevy. I mean, yeah, it really gonna, is. It, yeah, that's a good, good way to look yeah. at it. I'm going to try out that new lone wolf setup. I'm going to use my old cheap... $40 Farm King stands that I've got, and I'm going to use yeah. this tethered system, and I'm going to use all of them. Yeah, I'm not going to pull down any stands just because I'm going to now hunt out of a saddle. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, if you've got to make a quick move, this is the way to do yeah. it. I mean, if, a, if I'm sitting in a stand, I see a buck doing something like two mornings in a row, you know where I'm going with my saddle. That's yeah, and if I'm right. going out of state, I'm going to hunt, like I live in Georgia. I generally go to the Midwest every year to hunt. If I'm going out of state, I am not taking anything but my saddle because yeah. I'm going in every hunt with it on my back, and then it's coming out with me because yeah. I'm hunting public land anyway. So For sure. there's no chance I'm taking anything yeah. else. And that's the public land guys got to dive right into yeah. this. It makes perfect sense. That's what happens, though. It seems like a lot of guys that get into it, they as they get more and more into it, and Austin, you'll probably experience some of this, is you'll start to get so comfortable with it. Both in, you know, like comfort, like how it feels on your butt, but then also so comfortable with the setup that you can just do it so quickly and more efficiently that you're like, man, I could take that lone wolf in, but geez, I think I'm just going to take the saddle. Yeah, <laughs> right, for right, sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's a thing. Like, yep. it happens. Well, I like being as light as I can be, and there's there's going to be no comparison with this system. I mean, yeah. it, you can't get any lighter. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I found, sorry to cut you off. No, that's fine. I, I found that, you know, if you have an open mind to look at, tree stand versus saddle there's not a an area that tree stand wins in mm-hmm. i have yet to find one and so as you get more comfortable with the system you spend more time in the saddle i mean me personally i can't imagine ever hunting out of a stand i couldn't tell you the, actually i can't tell you the last time i hunted i hunted from a ladder stand once this year and i was miserable the entire time <laughs> and, and before that i couldn't tell you the last time i did so if i go on a on a hunt i mean my my saddle's with me Every and I can imagine time. once you hunt as much as you do, your muscles are kind of conditioned for that kind of movement around the tree. For me, oh. I got sore the first few times doing it because you're kind of you're holding yourself different. And that and I'm not really used to the system. So I think once you get conditioned after using it for a week or so, yeah. you're, you're yep. going to be perfectly comfortable. For in sure. It. For yeah. sure. One of my best hunts this year, I went in blind, went into an area. I was like, I kind of want to be in this area. With my spurs, I had the option of <clears throat> I quick ran up a tree, looked around. I was like, okay. Don't really like the way this is set up. And I carried my platform up, put it on, looked around, didn't like it. I changed trees four times before I settled down on a tree that day. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that with sticks and a hang-on. You're just not. I have done it, but it fucking sucks. It's, ter- <laughs> it's terrible. When yeah. you get to the top of the tree and you're like, God damn it, I should be in that one over there. And it's exactly. Like, okay, here we go. I'll start all over. Then you get yeah. in that one and you look like, damn it, I should have been in that one. Right? <laughs> Sometimes you end up back in the original tree anyway. Yeah, and then the deer walks yeah. right by the one that yeah. you were in. I, I, I hunt out of a lot of cheap Every stands, time. so Every I have time. a bunch of them. Like, I have a ton of cheap. Forty dollar, thirty, sometimes sure. twenty five dollar. Remember that yeah. one time we were up in Wisconsin? Wisconsin, twenty five dollar stands, and Kurt's like, "I'm buying five of them." Yeah, <laughs> snagged them, and I hung out of them. They they suck to like. It sucks because you get up there. Oh, that tree looks straight. You get up there, it's like, well, this tree's not as straight as it mm-hmm. should be. And then I, you just sit uncomfortable. I'm stupid though. Like I'll just be like, oh, I have to be uncomfortable to be stealthy. Mm. And then I'll get in, and it's just I'm an idiot. But that's just the way I've always operated. I don't know, but. It's going to be nice. It's going to be like a relief to just be like, oh, yeah, this is nice. Kick back in the recliner pretty much, and yep. let's, let's get after it. But Well, and there's fun to it, right? Yeah. 
every little bit of it's fun. You're up there. I find myself sometimes just kind of rocking in the sling, or or <laughs> I'll I'll quick swing around to the other side, so I got a different viewpoint. Yeah. You know, the wind might change a little bit, and I'm like, man, I should be looking that way. It's super easy to reach up, turn your tether, and kind of adjust, even if you don't move your platform. Because right. you don't have to stand on that thing zero degrees dead on with the platform. You can stand on the side. You can stand three-quarters of the way around and just kind of put a foot on it. Yeah, I put, yeah. like, three pegs around mine so I can actually, if you move the rope around with it, you can go around the yeah. tree if you Perfect. want to. So, That's what yeah. my presets look like. Yep. I've got either screw-in steps or the Ameristep strap-ons, and I'll have them in a ring on the tree, and I leave a gap for my predator. And I bring the predator in, I snap it on in between two of the steps or three of the steps, and then I've got it set up and ready to go. And it, it just makes it super easy that yeah. way. Very cool. Well, thanks, guys. we got to kind of go for a time crunch here. Busy, busy at the show. But mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming on and, and sending us the systems. And uh, I'm going to tear it up next year with them, man. I'm gonna, yeah. I'll, I'll spread the word. And it's going to be another tool of the arsenal of, right. uh, of, of hunting. So I'm going to have to get one and start messing with it yeah. ASAP. For yeah, sure. don't be afraid to try it. You know, yeah. Yeah. you may like it, you yeah. may not, and if you don't, you know, it's no, you're no worse for the wear. You could sell it, uh, sell it on a forum or something somewhere on eBay or Archery Talk or wherever, and you know, you're not out a bunch of money. You can get right. rid of sure. it. It's yeah. easy oh, to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, appreciate you guys. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. So, all right, we'll close her out. Thanks everyone for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Hey, hold on a second. Don't go anywhere. So, something that came out as I was getting ready to launch this episode um and greg and the boys told us about it um from tethered told us about this thing that they were going to do called the tethered 10 um and it's funny is as i was getting ready to launch this episode i saw they launched the information about it so let me i'll just read what it is real quick my point i'm getting to is one of our good friends austin chandler you hear him on the episodes all the time he's a big butt killer killed the big double drop this year and then he killed I don't know, two weeks later, killed a really awesome buck out of a tethered saddle, actually. And the pictures are fucking awesome. There's this old school bus in the background. It's it's a, a killer buck. I got to say it's contending for one of the biggest bucks killed out of a tethered saddle in 2018. That being said, let me read what the tethered 10 is, and then I'll explain why I'm talking about this right now. So this is from tethernation.com. Uh, the Tether 10 is a celebration of the 10 best saddle bucks taken during the past hunting season. The best is pretty hard to define. What makes it the best for one hunter could be wildly different for different than the other. While a hunter in the Midwest might value the Pope and Young score more than anything, a DIY public land hunter in the Deep South might value the amount of effort expended more than the size of the rack. The cell filmer might value the creativ- creativity that went into the imagery or the documentation of the story. Maybe it's a hunter's first buck or a veteran battling his demons who found an escape into the whitetail woods. None of these, those judgments are wrong. There is no definition of the best for Tethered 10. That's why we're letting saddle hunters decide with their votes. The Tethered 10 2018 commemorative, wow, commemorative Jesus, coin is only available to those voted as the best. You can't buy it. You can't grow it. You can't build it. You have to earn it. Each coin is is serialized and will be presented to the winners of the Tether 10 every year. Please read through the stories below and vote on your Tethered 10. And then you can submit. There's no one in here yet that you can vote on, but in the next few days, I imagine there will be. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take for them to get that going. Austin has submitted his story. We've talked about it on the podcast. The, they've even seen this buck and thought that it could be one of the biggest deer Killed out of a tethered saddle. And I know size doesn't mean anything, but if there's 10 of them, 
it's got to count for something. Austin Chandler is a dude who dove head first into saddle hunting. And what I'm getting at is he's one of the working class boys. And I think that we should support him. And if it's one of the bigger deer killed out of a saddle, I think it deserves one of these coins because people like Austin are going to change the game and open people's eyes to jumping into the saddle hunting community. Um, so if you had doubts and you see a dude like him getting it done, there's something to it. So if you can, when this is going, go to Tethered's Instagram, tag Austin, um, Austin Chandler. Let me, I'll pull up his Instagram name. We tag him all the time. So it's Austin Chandler 1197 is his handle on Instagram. So do that. Go to Tether Nation and vote for him, and maybe we can get him one of these badass coins. I think it's uh, it's only right. All right. Anyway, sorry. Love you. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.